0: Hey this is Hanifa Walida from Your Gay Aunties and just a little quick reminder you can always holler at me in red and ask us any question about love, life, sex, ratchetness, all the things that uh, make life wonderful um that's happening to you and you just you know have questions or need some clarity around things or just want our advice you can holler at us at Your Gay Aunties at gmail.com or on instagram at your gay aunties all right with that let's start the show
1: hey everybody this is red summer
0: and this is anifa walida with my morning voice
1: <laughs> and we are your gay aunties
0: hey babies how y'all do- <laughs> hey children how y'all doing Oh my gosh! I, I feel like um, it's been a couple of weeks. I can't say for what reason. I know I've gotten extra busy, and um, Red started teaching. Yeah, so that might have thrown us off a little bit.
1: Back at work.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Um, so, but we are here, you know what I'm saying? We're
1: here, we're back, and and we're ready. We have letters. We're excited.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and um. Wow, I really do sound different. So this is this is my morning voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy it. All right. So we're going to continue right
1: after the club voice where you're just like, "Whoa."
0: <laughs> I really You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look, it's 10:30. It's on Sunday and uh I just woke up. Right. There you go. So I just tell you that um but yes, we have letters. We're always uh happy to get letters from you all. Um, <clears throat> um and they talk about two different uh, things. So, I guess um see should we start with the blended families or should we start with the trans boyfriend?
1: Let's blended family cuz that's the one I have pulled up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Right. Um,
1: and this letter is really, really short, so we can kind of get through this one, and I'll go because <laughs> I have um a couple of different styles of blended families that i've uh, um mm. so we can knock that one out um okay hey, okay. I would love you to do an episode on blended families uh I would love to hear you guys thoughts and experiences with the topic. I have a daughter and my girlfriend has a son, and it's something we talk about often, wondering how it works out for other lesbian and gay couples. Um so my story is is kind of interesting. So I had my children when I came into the community already. Um and so Everyone that I've dated seriously um, has also built some sort of relationship with my children. Um, And probably so much so that I really didn't date anybody seriously who did not have (laughs) um, or who I did not feel um, would or could have a good relationship with my children. Mm, That's interesting. And so, yeah, it's funny because I was just talking to their dad about, like, the difference in how we experience dating after separating is that that was a prerequisite for me, is that, like, all of my partners after that, um, like, I had one boyfriend after my husband and I split up, and it was because, like, he was just like, Come on, girl. Like you can't be letting that boy' hair look like that. Come on over here. Let me cut his hair. Let me take care of my got other sons. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was like, oh, then I guess like you my boyfriend, <laughs> you know. And it was like really interesting okay. because like we grew up together. We knew each other our whole lives. When I came back, like he saw that I needed help, and you know, being young, I thought like that's what a relationship looks like. So. um um, I actually met my first girlfriend while we were kind of play boyfriend-girlfriend. And um, yeah, I think she immediately took an interest in my children, which is what I understood as the standard. And so, although I wouldn't introduce everybody to them, uh, I didn't uh-huh. consider us serious unless you were somebody who I wanted to be in their lives and you reciprocated that, right? Um, right? And so when I met my wife, like one of the, um, I guess the determining factors was that once she had children, I, I didn't want to have any more children. So I didn't want to partner long-term with someone who I was not going to be able to have that experience with them. And they would never get to have it by being with me.
0: Oh, so you're saying? Like, it's for you, you wasn't trying to bring no more into the world. So it was better if they already had this, Mm -hmm. they came with.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I struggled with that one because I didn't, you know, if I was dating someone who didn't have children um, and they wanted to like have a baby then I like whether I really, really liked you or not. And mm-hmm. I kind of backed out because I knew it would be fair Word. to like <sighs> really develop a serious relationship with you, knowing how important it is for uh, people to have, you know, and I'm not just saying women, like for people to have children and have families and build those types of bonds and relationships. If you know, that wasn't already there, <laughs> Then I kind of um, would make space for you to have that, like you know, in the most part of the way.
0: See, let me let me get into you quickly because I want you to definitely get into your experience mm-hmm. of once you've blended your families, but just to speak to someone who has opted not to have mm-hmm. children in in this lifetime, anyway. Um, my prerequisite was actually just the opposite. I've m- dated women, um, and particularly, definitely of of late that weren't interested in having children because they had to coincide with the lifestyle I wanted as well or we our lifestyles had to mesh in that way like I knew the thing is I'm great with kids and teaching them and in brevity (laughs) you know bring them to me they'll kids love me but they got to go home to somebody but I know I am not a um Or if your kids are older, great, like young adults or high school, wonderful. But I knew, I knew, and I had to be honest with myself in regards to dating that if you were truly wanting to have children, then I'm not the bitch for you, you know, or if you had young children as an infant up to preteen, I'm not the bitch for you. You know, um, and and I used to feel a little guilty about that. Like, am I being biased towards, you know, um, some women? Because you know, I, you know, people who know me, I, I can talk a lot of shit about kids. You know, I like I love them at the same time, but I definitely can talk. Yeah. I'm a person that can, that do not like people, kids screaming on trains and in public places. <laughs> you know, I think some, there's a magic thing you can snap your fingers and shut them the fuck up. But that's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, you know, that's not someone you want around your kids. Um, but doesn't have that kind of patience. And um so yeah, so it's interesting that you're you know, being that you're someone who does have kids, that that person has to be able to blend into your family, um, already have that family, but can but doesn't want like you don't want someone to have to start, you don't want to start over with nobody. Like I already did the baby changing the diaper shit. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Um
1: and so it was funny because my wife has a son that's the same age as my son. Um but also has two younger children who are now oh, wow. like 11 and 12. So then we're like 7 and 8 or something. Like um and I have been like dodging children mm-hmm. like the matrix, right? <laughs> um and it's it's you know i I had a reading, and the lady was like, "Nope, it's fine, like you and those kids are gonna be good like that. you don't even have to trip, <laughs> and we are like we we really are um but there are certain things that you have to contend with, especially when you're coming from your separate households and you're coming together. It's that um people parent very differently, right um My mother was, like, a hippie. She, you know, (laughs) believed in, like, energy and crystals and all that great stuff. And so my academic um, experiences were self-motivated, right? Um, my mother was not, get in there and do your homework, and make sure you blah, 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 blah. She just, she wasn't. She was just like, oh, my God, she made a flower. It's beautiful. And <laughs> I would go make another flower here, mommy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and so there were times that I did really well in school. And there were times, like, that I <laughs> did horribly. And I wasn't punished for doing horribly in school. Um, She talked to me and tried to figure out, like, what was going on Hmm. and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I was to make another decision. But my wife's family is full of doctors. And Hmm. they do school. Like, (laughs) they do school well. You don't get C's. You don't come in here with less than your best. They're in the top programs. Like, (laughs) That's the experience that they had. Like, I did a lot of school. Like, I went and got a lot of degrees, but I studied art and, like, emotion.
0: (laughs) Humanities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the sciences. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole different headspace. One of
1: my professors, I remember one time my professor was just like, I'm going to have to give you a B because you're always late. And I was like, a B? Yeah. I didn't understand that in grad school. That was bad. Right? I was like, (laughs) Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i didn't grow up with that type of pressure around grades and things like that and so when we got together especially having two boys in high school where one like has to follow this very strict regimented like schedule and you know if you know things fall off then there's a punishment a really heavy punishment to make sure that he learns from his examples. And my son and I are just like, did you do homework last week? I think so. Oh, great, son! You know.
0: <laughs> well, wow, that's. I'm curious. So if so, well, we we'll have two questions for you then. Mm-hmm. All right. So, did you, as a couple, decide that? Listen, I'm going to raise my child this way because this is what I know. Well, you know, like you both have two different ways of a you know, reference point of how to raise a child. Did you guys agree upon that beforehand? Like, we're just going to have to raise them separately? or and, and, and if that is the case, whether intentionally or not, um, how did that affect the relationship between the right. boys? So
1: we try to blend, like, the expectation a little. Um, where it wasn't like Ismael didn't have any responsibilities and didn't like get any discipline Mm. Um, and Elijah got all of it and then it also wasn't like you know one of them really got to just live their life and be excellent and the other one was just failing and nobody cared right (laughs) Like you you can't have that so the expectations were lightened on one side and strengthened on the other side and we tried to just meet some you know somewhere in the middle um but they're both like who and how they are based on you know their experiences growing up so like uh my daughter she started college like really not caring and ended up caring later on when she experienced some failures. And my son will, you know, have that same experience after his first year of doing absolutely pissed. Mm. (laughs) And so like, even in that experience, like I wanted to like be mad and, and blah, 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 blah. Do that thing that seems to work. Uh, but it's not in me. Like I don't. I I I may mean, don't. I can't say I don't believe in it because I see that it works, and I see that like children who have that strong arm, you know, discipline, like they react in those ways. I did fairly well in school without it. You know. <laughs> And so I don't think that's the only way. And so there's always going to be little things like, you know, when do you clean the house and Mm -hmm. how do you clean the house Mm -hmm. and who cleans the house and who's responsible for the house? Um, Who's going to pay these bills and how are these things going to be taken up? But this kid eats way more than the other kid. And so isn't any ketchup, you know, (laughs) something like that. So like all of those little things are going to like be different for each family. Um, I think being honest about them and not letting them build up and make you angry and resentful is going to be the first step. Especially when you, um, when you don't blend the family in a way that's like our children and our children mm. all do. You know this thing. If there is any place where it's like, okay, your children and my children, then those things are gonna. Um, those differences are going to be obvious sometimes, and you have to be honest, you have to address them, you have to uh not avoid like what's really happening, like our younger children um have their father actively in their life, where our older children did not. So there's a difference like just in that because they live with their dad sometimes and they're with us sometimes. And there's the schedule. Mm. (laughs) There's like other things with a whole other set of parents because their father is married also.
0: That's interesting because, you know, you know, the blending is not Mm. just with the main couple, like, say, you and your wife, but also the relationship that 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 you that you have with that with the kids fathers that that can, you know, there's a blending of that. There's a the difference that comes in there, the possible difference between how they're being as fathers as well. In regards to the whole queer dynamic, you know, unless you that you did the whole sperm bank thing, there's a father somewhere in the picture or not. And that may also affect the dynamic of the family's blending.
1: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then like grandparents and extended family and, and your siblings and their children and all of those things, um, play a part, um, whether or not your family felt comfortable just coming by your house before you all became a couple, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you you become a couple and your partner is like, um, it's nine (laughs) o'clock. So like all of those things play a part in, um, like what your family looks like now, um, I think the biggest thing is not something that I've mastered. Like there are still things I think like our older children had a lot more um, rules and regulations than the younger ones do. Right. <laughs> and so that's like the current struggle is like now we can't be, you know, all on top of the older ones and expecting them to do all of this. And then the younger ones come through and make a mess that the older ones got to clean up. Like that's not fair. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. those things become, then you have to put them out there like you have to be willing to say them while they're fresh and while they're happening so that they can be dealt with um, and just be willing to not take any of it personally. Like someone not having the same parenting style or household style or whatever doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong or one is good and one is bad. It means that they're different and you guys have to figure out as a couple like what your what your new normal is going to be like what your new rules are going to be what your blended um experiences are going to be so that your blended family can work
0: like <laughs> yeah and when you say when you say new so there's a willing you have to be willing to maybe change some ways in which you're parenting or trying to find cuz you know I'm trying to wrap my head around what, what is, what the new is dictating, Mm -hmm. you know, to the individual. So like, well, let's use something, you know, that maybe you're not directly dealing with, but I'm sure some people do in regards to parenting style and that's discipline. Some people are hitters and some people are not. And that is a, I'm sure a big uh, piece of contention. In a relationship, now, I would assume, you know, if you are deciding to blend your families that this is a discussion that you've had or or rather you may if you're, you're, you may not be attracted to someone who is a hitter if you're not a hitter. So I'm, I'm going to hope that at least just personality wise, because you're a couple that you are somewhat in sync with that. But maybe that's not the case. You know, because people change once they have kids and sometimes you just revert back to what your mama did, even though you have good intentions of doing something differently. (laughs) You know, so I'm curious, how would one deal with different um, styles of discipline outside of like straight up abuse? Obviously, I'm not talking about straight abuse, but some people are they believe in a child, you know, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child type of thing. Mm
1: And it's one of those difficult conversations. And that's why I'm saying, like, one, acting like it's not a difference is not going to solve the problem. Like, um, just keeping everything separate doesn't mm. solve the problem. Because children notice when one is treated one way and one is treated the other way. Uh, and so wow. having those conversations about, you know, why you're not a hitter why you choose not to discipline in that way, discussing like what your discipline style is and why, like and you all having those conversations on creating what discipline looks like for your family now is is going to be key to like you having a successful family. Um you don't want to create resentment. <laughs> like and that's the the best way that I can think of it where like you know, as kids are growing up, they they're looking at you like, hey, like, why I get whooped and this the other one doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do I get yelled mm-hmm. at and the other one doesn't? Or even mm. so, like, our um <laughs> our baby daddy, he and his wife have two smaller children. And so they're infants now, but they notice when the older two leave to come with us and now starting to cry Interesting. when we leave without them
0: oh right <laughs> oh, that just broke my heart and all right so like
1: <laughs> they don't want to be like the the other children get to have both sets of parents they want to have both sets of parents too <laughs> And we we're just like, okay, like we need to have this conversation. We need to like discuss what this is gonna look like because they're getting a little older and they're starting to recognize that they can't come with us when we come and pick them up.
0: Mm. You know, this is so beyond just mm-hmm. being queer, obviously. This is this is things that I'm sure any blended family has to deal with, you know. Um, but you know, how do you Blend your family to, one, protect your own relationship mm. from whatever differences you may have in your parenting style. And probably what's most important is is protecting the children and how they see and perceive what's going on and how that impacts how they see themselves and each other. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like everything dealing with, with children is a lot. Like even if you just have, like, I just have my two and... I cannot parent them both the same. Mm. Mm. Right? (laughs) I have to pay attention to who they are individually and I have to adjust. (laughs) Right? And so you're adjusting for... For your children you're adjusting as they grow older you're adjusting as they have new experiences maybe go to a different school level like and then you're also adjusting with blending this family with another person who's having all those same you know growth experiences and another partner who's having their own growth and life experiences and changes in philosophy and things like that like it's a lot to juggle like <laughs> it it is and it, it It gets easier as you start to set your new norms. Um, But even as you set those norms, like things still evolve, things still change. Um, How we were active in their lives when they were here in the house is different than how we're active in their lives when they're away at school. And so even those things, like I was really, really excited to find out that my mother-in-law sends all of the children money at school. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have to do that. I didn't ask her to to do that, but she took that responsibility on uh, for herself.
0: Yeah, and yeah, totally. You know cause <laughs> that 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 would you know that would bring up some issues. Period. If she didn't, I'm glad she thought to to you know balance that out with the kids. It's like and 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 that just speaks to a whole other thing. It's like as far as the adults in this situation, when we say we're a blended family, that's it. Period. So it's like you know, I guess the goal is to do for all the kids, you know, across the board as as much as possible. You know what I mean? So you don't have that dynamic. Like, I mean, how would that look? Is she gonna send you know, just you know, her daughter's kids (laughs) a little bit of my lunch money, and you know, the other ones like, oh well, you know, you won't get chocolate milk today. I mean, you know. (laughs) But
1: also, too, like my. The grandmothers on both of my sides have uh, transitioned. And so my children were excited to come into a family where they got new great grandmothers and new grandmothers and were able to have uh, those relationships mm. again. Like that, you know, are some of the pluses that happen like when you blend families. Um, they have new cousins and um, uh-huh. they have new relatives and aunts and uncles and um my sister-in-law's husband has a, had a gym and while my son was getting ready for football like he could go over there and train with his new uncle right um my wife's ex-husband taught my son how to drive right so there are all ways that um new families can fill spaces that you uh can't do alone you know um my son had men like in his family now that he didn't have access to before he has you know his new uh i don't know what they're the what they call each other because we just call him baby daddy <laughs> but, you know he has he has this new father figure he has uncles um he has these men now that he has access to that he didn't have before because
0: it was just mm, you know mm. me and my mom you know this is um uh well, I want to make sure you're saying all you needed to, yeah. to say around this. I just I have one just thought, you know, and this is again, coming from my perspective, it's somewhere I'm not bringing kids to the, to the picture, um, but into the picture, but um, I'm dating, you know, someone that already has a preset family, you know, um, she has essentially two grown daughters and a grandbaby and what I how I see that as a positive, even though I've I've chosen not to have children um, for myself, um, I one of the things I'm excited about is um, one, you know, the grown kids. I, I like I, I like the process of getting to know younger people, but they grown, you know, because um, I can, you know, I can talk willy nilly with them. But, you know, it's it's the developing that relationship is different than if they were like children. Right. Because, you know. um, but also, <laughs> you know, the grandbaby's interesting. I'm getting to know the grandbaby, or rather she's getting to know me. And she, you know, uh being a baby, she's like three years old, you know. Um, I'm a new face, so she's like, mm, I'm the gatekeeper, bitch, unless you didn't know. <laughs> so I know I need I can't cause usually with, with with younger kids, um, you know, I can jump right in and they just love me. They see me smile and that's and it's a wrap. You know, um, but but this little one is like, no, you're going to, there are some prerequisites here. You're going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to get to know you. So, you know, her her thing is, you know, um, I have to act like I don't see her or I have to almost ignore her. And she has to get curious. (laughs) But but all this to say is what I'm looking forward um, to or what, you know, I enjoy about this kind of set family and me trying to navigate. What my place is right. within this set family, and their past history, and you know what have you is is you know who I can be to the older daughters, you know over time, you know, or rather what they can appreciate about me um, dating their mom, and, and then the grandbaby. I like um, that I potentially, mm-hmm. you know, I want to change nothing, but I potentially, <laughs> I potentially, you know, can be a grandmama grand stepdad whatever the fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. like i hopped over the baby oh i got the grand thing which is great because you know i can come in and give all the love and you know do what grand folks do but i can back the fuck out too it's like i don't <laughs> you know but um mm-hmm. we'll see in time i'll give you an update a few months down the road but um but that that's the closest i've gotten because again i have um, uh, intentionally chosen not yeah. to date uh, women with children earlier in my life, because obviously, you know, the younger I was, the younger those kids would be, and so it's interesting that life would bring someone into my life um, that has had children, but now they're grown. But I also get this little extra plus of a grandbaby. You know what I mean? Um, And having that kind of that potential of that kind of relationship, you know? Um, So, yeah. And but it's different for us because I'm not coming in with kids. We're not having all these discussions of how things should be. I have to fit myself mm-hmm. into what has been them and then see what I can give to their overall family dynamic. But I don't really have mm-hmm. say on, you know, that dynamic per se. You know what I mean? So um it's it's interesting. So it's empowering, but also disempowering at the same time. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know. Um but yeah, but this is this is this is, you know, um it it, it, it seems like what I'm hearing from you is the the blended family uh is uh a, a blessing that needs to be needed out. So it's like it's a blessing that okay, you have all you have all these new human beings that are now under the same roof and then the extended families that are so all the good that can come in that but the more people the more dynamic and so you have to (laughs) figure out how to navigate that where it works as best you can anyway for the children and the parents and the co-parents and and the grand uh, mamas and daddies you know um and that that is you know such a I admire it. Like I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow, that really is uh I don't even know what to call it. Like that is a project, you know, and, and I mean <laughs> but but how 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 wonderful it is that okay, you just have to figure it out, but once you figured it out and corrected things along the way, like how affirming that is, you know, to, to have done that. For the betterment of your relationship and the children, and of course, and all the extended family, you know um so that yeah i i i can i mean I have nothing but admiration you know for that uh process, looking you know from the outside in I have another letter oh yes, let me have another letter <laughs> all right let me let me i'll I'll read this now let me let me just uh like i say that I'm reading you know, I know sometimes y'all type letters on your phone and you may forget to like you know. Remember what a paragraph is, and it's some spacing.
1: So, on our but all came through as one big chunk of
0: words. So, one chunk of word, and and you know, I don't know. It's because you know, I we are of a generation before there was texting, and so I was learned that three to four sentences equals a paragraph, then you space it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, (laughs) so I had to read it a couple times because I kept losing my place. (laughs) (laughs) So I say
1: yes, but we got the gist, so we're gonna.
0: We, yeah, we got the gist. So I'm I'm gonna read it now because I had to copy and paste it somewhere else and space it. You know, I had to be the teacher and just space it so my eyes could read it and not like sound crazy on, on, on this recording. Um, all right, so, um, yeah, so I can read it real quick. Um, she didn't say not to say her name. So I'll just say her first name. Um, so this is Kiani talking. He said she really dug our episode, uh, episode 12, I believe it was, around struggles and identity and growth with a partner. I think that was, we was talking from the, about the sister in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said, I identify as a Black, Latin, non-very queer person. Binary, excuse me, queer person. I really heard um, and enjoyed your discussions, keeping it 100. I wanted to share that I'm now dating a binary trans man. And you were saying earlier, I'm not sure exactly what a binary trans man is. I'm going to assume that is because trans man is pretty clear that that person identifies as a man and maybe they just like extra man. I don't know, but we'll see. (laughs) Um, But um, when we met, I did not identify as trans and has never and I've never been with a man, so I was previously dating um, women. I wanted to share that upon meeting um, this person, they presented a super feminine gender, gender-wise, which I find interesting. That That's my note, sorry. Um, but they did identify um, as non-binary. While reading this aloud, there's a lot going on here, but okay. For myself, I just identified as a queer cis woman, but Through the growth of our relationship with the intimate experiences we had, um, uh, they realized that they really are a man. So through our experiences, I grew more fully into myself rather than giving an aspect up. I felt like he helped me explore and upon and 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 open my heart to who I really was as a non-binary androgynous person. So, I'm just want to take a breath and make sure I'm understanding each beat, paragraph. <laughs> you know, so so she, I believe she identifies as she, is saying that in being in a relationship with this trans man, um, that she has opened herself up of how she has, is seeing herself. So, where she identified as a queer woman, she's now identifying as a non binary androgynous mm-hmm. person. Stop. Okay. I never really dug into being attracted to other genders other than women. I'm putting in some words here, darling, because you know, you got to proofread, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> But I wanted to make sense. Anyway, primarily because I think that when you come out and say you're gay, you're expected to have a static identity. And I feared that if I explored my attractions to masculine people, then people would continue to discredit my love of women. So we talk about two different things growth within a relationship and then. A possible judgment from the larger community as you're growing outside of what people may right, expect. Right, so that you're not doing you're not modeling you're uh,
1: heteronormative
0: relationships. Mm-hmm. This
1: is now you're stepping in a little exactly.
0: more gray area. Exactly. <laughs> say word. Say word. So one more. So um. So a year later, and now we are happily uh, a queer couple dating. We still hold true to our sexual attractions as they expanded and grew. Um, This identity struggle and discomfort mainly stemmed from always feeling different, but not really having the language or access to growing in Black communities where transgender, specifically non-binary folks, are celebrated and included. So not having that. Um, For me, identifying as queer pansexual finally made sense in the relationship I'm in now and for the future ones to come. Hope this is helpful. Mm -hmm. Stay blessed. All right so I feel like there's three things going on here um or rather two main things um her growth I'm going to use her cuz um I'm feeling that's okay um even with pansexual I think that is that's fine to say her she hasn't she hasn't specified right. otherwise um but um with her growth she she has come closer to I better identifying who she is in context with this person um, and possibly beyond this person. Um, but then it's also, you know, part of within that growth, trying to navigate how people initially saw her when she first came out. So in other words, so how does the community, is there a space in the community um, to allow for growth? Um um, within your 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 experience as a queer person? You know, is it okay to say, Oh, I'm this this year and, you know, a few years out of Oh, by the way, <laughs> now I'm I'm this. You know, do you feel judged by that in any way? Do people maybe kind of poo poo you off as someone that's frivolous? Like what what is what what is going at you know what I'm almost asking the question myself, (laughs) you know, where is the queer community to allow for that growth? Even if I would even add, if it's not popular, is there space in our queer community to allow for growth for people to, to identify as different kinds of people along the course of their life? Okay, even if it may not even be popular, because she mentioned, you know, she was for the most part strictly attracted to women or women identifying as women. Um, and then she dates this trans man, and now she is more so identifying as pansexual, you know. Um, so, how your partner can, uh, at least your current partner, can open up a space in you to understand who you are because you can't deny you're attracted to someone and you also can't deny that person, how they identify. So that then changes who you are. And this makes me actually think about a a little short moment in you people where actually Teek was talking about um, when he identified as, as man, you know, the woman that he was dating at the time was like, well, I'm lesbian. If I'm dating you, you know, does that make me straight like I don't want to be straight you know what I mean like (laughs) and that's real you know what I mean
1: so it'll take away my identity as a queer person to now
0: heterosexual relationships exactly and are you okay with that you know what I mean you as far as you're identifying as queer like I'm me identifying as queer is very near and dear to me like I I mean being who I am I'm that most likely won't happen to me but I'm just saying I I don't want to identify as nothing else. So that would be that would an issue of contention for me. But back to the the, the, the letter writer. Um, oh, shit, I forgot how to say her name. Anyway, the letter writer. <laughs> I I went to a different tab. Um, you know, <laughs> I got a, oh, God, girl, still early morning for me now. Um, I'm sorry, Kiani, yes. So back to what Kiani was saying, um, for her, that wasn't so much the issue. You know, she found a place in their relationship to actually expand who she is or shift or change how she um, um, identifies so she feels comfortable um, now. So I don't think she identifies so much as a straight woman because she's, I, she's dating a trans man, but she is saying, well, now I'm pansexual because obviously I'm attracted to masculine people um, as well as someone who has feminine, who's more feminine. So I think that's an interesting way to approach it so you don't have to say, well, fuck, am I straight now? You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> and what does that say to me and my community? You know what I mean? Right.
1: I think too the addition of uh pansexual and queer um kind of <laughs> take the sting out of that experience <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so that you don't have to like pick a team or you know what I'm saying? Like you like you can still be who you are and not have to um, not have to relinquish it in order to be in a, a full relationship with someone who doesn't meet society standards of a queer relationship.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pants that is a good catch all bucket. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: it really is. But, you know, even, I, I'm just going to say that I always feel a certain way, even when reading the letter, you know, saying that I—I I, and this is something I just wanted to. I think we always try to kind of touch on this. or We always wind up touching on this. But the thing with the labels—well, I'm—I'm now this, that, and the third. The—the the, there's this little angel, maybe with one horn, <laughs> 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 semi devil, semi angel. Yeah. In my head, it was like I identify as bop 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 bop, and that's fine, but I. It still is just about saying, you know, what exactly are these labels saying? Okay, who I'm attracted to. It's all in the the, the kind of the gamut of sexuality and maybe gender expression, mm-hmm. but it doesn't speak to who you are beyond that. And so it's it's it's, and like I get it. I'm not even trying. I'm not uh, even criticizing our our our, our writer and our letter writer at all, Kiani at all. But it, it just when I read, it's just like. You know, this is a part of me is like, why are, you know, why can't we, I mean, we're going to do the label thing to fuck it. Let's just, let's just go hard on. I identify as, talk about myself. I identify myself as a African-American, lesbian, um, creative as fuck, um, uh, single, uh, only child, um, world traveler like that. Now we're getting into who the fuck I am and, and the choices that I've made in life and, and as far as what I've experienced in life. But for me, stopping at, I am a black lesbian. It's just so, it's such a, a, sm- a huge, but small, at the same time aspect of who I am so you know it's it's always difficult sometimes to read, read in the way that we're writing now and describing ourselves you know um but i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to digress it's just it's just something but that to i like you know that, what i
1: mean i think um we at at our age can easily forget how important it was to mm-hmm. no, you're right, you're right. Pick your first label, <laughs> in like your first um, self-proclaimed identity, right? So everything else was kind of given to you: your gender, your um, gender expression. You came out yes. with a vagina. Your mama put you in a dress and bows. <laughs> like you didn't have a say and a choice. Like maybe. Um, if you were like my lovely, beautiful niece, instead of a Barbie townhouse, you wanted a football, right? <laughs> and so, even though your mama stayed up all night putting together your townhouse, you wanted a football. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, But I still remember too when my niece was just like, I'm a lesbian. We was like, duh. Like,. <laughs> <In there. laughs> We been new dead, right? <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. how important it was for her to have her moment to come into her own understanding of herself, mm-hmm. to be able to vocalize it for the first time and do what she felt was was a brave thing.
0: That's right. Real. That's right. No, that's right. That's completely right. Those things that are tabooed in society or not affirmed enough in society to the point we could take it for granted are the things that we strongly embrace when we're coming into our being, when we're coming into ourselves as, as, you know, fully rounded adults, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, um, and, and and all of you will also over time realize you after a while won't even give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, you'll want oh you'll want to tack on so much more and identifying yourself. And sometimes I, you know, you just default to saying, Well, I identify as my damn name. You know what I mean? And all that entails that. Um, but so yeah, I wanna yeah, thank you for red for saying that and stopping me a little bit because you're right, it is, you know, when I first came out, it was so important. For me to even be able to speak and say that I am a lesbian. Even to this day, I still don't like that particular word, like as far as like the English word. But um, it just doesn't I don't like how rolls off the tongue. but I kind of that's mm. the only thing that's kinda there. So I'll say queer sometimes, whatever. And but, you know, but it was at the time it was so important to say that I'm gay. And I think I, 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 I think I landed on gay back in the day. I guess it was simple, it was one syllable, it was I like the consonant, the G, the A, the Y. And that's the creative <laughs> in me. It's like sonically, I like how okay. You know, that made sense, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. But um, yeah. it was so important to be had to have to find an ease with that identification and what that meant for me.
1: And so, yeah, I think about that in a couple of the conversations that we have is that like, keep in mind, children, when you're talking to your aunties, like, we're past the part where we Give a fuck <laughs> what everybody has to say and what they think and feel about who we are and how we show up. Like just to keep in mind that when mm-hmm. when you're talking to your aunties, that we are at a place where we really don't give a fuck. Like about a lot of that. A lot of the stuff, like we're not bound by what society has to say about what our relationship looks like. And if our friends appreciate that we're both masculine of like we're we're beyond that part. But I don't want to take away the part um, of community. That's very important about accepted in community. That's very important about um, feeling understood and embraced by your community, that's very important, at mm. these particular points in your life. Um, <laughs> and so sometimes I see the stuff and I'm like, booba, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I do get that, you know, when I was in my 20s and I'm finding my community, that it was very important for me to um, look around and see people who look like me, and, and see people who had shared experiences that I had, and for them to see me as sane, right, <laughs> and for them to see me, um as you know someone who they could love, right, <laughs> um, and so it's difficult when people um, look at you, especially with your partner, right, with someone who you love. And you're building this deep connection with, you're having these fantastic sexual experiences with, and this person is so important to you. And then someone makes you feel like you should be ashamed or you should have to hide it or um, this isn't right or normal or whatever. I know, like, a lot of times hearing people, you know, young people saying, like, that's gay. Like, one relationship is okay, but this other kind of relationship is not okay. Like, that was so weird and awkward to me because (laughs) aren't we all gay? Like, (laughs) and should it even matter what those relationships look like? Uh, within the gay community, because we have mm-hmm. all these letters to denote that we love everybody and we're accepting everybody. But we still find ways to isolate each other. <laughs> I think that's part of just like human nature um, to, to us and them people.
0: Yeah, yeah people people need to isolate or alienate or put someone else in other boxes so they can understand the, the own box that they're in yeah. you know that's almost a way that human beings try to understand themselves in their attempts in understanding others mm-hmm. and it's easy to say this person is this or this person should be this because if they're that, then that better explains who I am. But if there's this over this weird overlap, it gets confusing. People, and then that's when the fear bucks up and and just general confusion and other ills, you know. Um, so God, I feel like we're kind of a little bit of this. But <laughs> well, the, no, um,
1: <laughs> <I go> back <laughs> yeah. to the letter in that, like I think the key parts that um, that Kiki was bringing up, <laughs> and that's how she started. I, is Kiki that um, that one that you identify that you have been able to grow? That yes, you might have started out as one of those people that's like ah, that's gay, but <laughs> like even though you um, were initially attracted to to feminine women and you initially like started this relationship with this person who presented in some feminine ways, that one you did not stop him from growing or make him feel like he couldn't he couldn't be with you and and develop into who he really felt like he needed to be in order to be happy i think it's beautiful that he can be happy with you right
0: um and that and that is and that is what a fucking relationship is about you know the capacity for growth and the capacity that you have to allow someone else to grow. If you think you're going to get in a relationship and like, oh, bam, this is, you're dope, boom, boom, boom. And then that person starts to shift and change as they get, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, ooh, I don't know. That speaks more about you than it does them, first of all. you know, And I think it speaks a lot to you, Kiani, that you not only allowed your partner to be who they are and whatever growth they're 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 experiencing but also allowed yourself we- to grow in that process and that, has that is beyond label. That is what it is to be grown. Quite exactly. honestly, <laughs> that's a very grown thing to do. And so,
1: I wanted us to to get to that and honor that experience. That the most beautiful part of the letter for me is that he has been able to grow. You have been able to grow, and you've still been able to maintain. Um, the connection without being afraid of what people are going to think about you and how they're going to feel about it and what they're going to say. Like you all have built that fortress for each other um, Mm -hmm. to, to be able to be dope. Like way.
0: And whether, and whether it has shown itself to be this or not, um, or whether you realize it or not, you're also helping your immediate community around you grow because every couple um impacts their community yes. whether this is positively or negatively <laughs> you're going to impact your community your your relationship is not just you too it's also the relationship that your relationship has with the community and how that can help strengthen or weaken or whatever your your surrounding community so you're doing good not just for yourselves but also your your extended family as far as you know community um is, yeah. is concerned so, so bravo I, to you in that regard
1: later uh, a year later, and now we're yeah, happy, yeah. we are happily a queer couple dating. We still hold true to our sexual attractions as they expand, expanded and grew. Right, so the of struggle is uh, and discomfort mainly stems from mm-hmm. always feeling different, but not really having the language or access to growing in black communities where transgender specifically non-binary folks are celebrated and included. And so you're making your own space. You're making your own, your own safety, mm-hmm. right? Your own safe zone and your own safe space. Whereas Hanifa just said, like people get to, to grow and, and experience. It goes back to something that we've said a lot of times, like your normal becomes a lot of people's normal, right? and as long as you're not making excuses and you're not like you know doing that really awkward thing where you know you pretend like it's not what it is then everybody um you and your community get to to grow and celebrate this love they have an opportunity to like i think that's one thing we don't mention um when we talk about people like being in the closet and and um on the down low and that kind of stuff is that like people don't get to, uh, become comfortable with and learn to celebrate who you are when you're not showing up.
0: Exactly. And that, and that, and that fear, shame based fear that people have when they start seeing examples of people saying, well, I don't give a fuck and you're healthy, (laughs) you know, and you're, and you're, you're seemingly blessed for, you know, however, you know, then a lot of those, um, fears again shame-based fears that people have are just it just it's just not founded anymore and they start to say well wait wait a minute what was i fearing what 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 was this relationship i had with this particular relationship it's now changed because i'm seeing that well they cool they this, they that and if you know it's all so
1: good but just making the point okay. that like if you act like you are ashamed people will think
0: that they're justified in, in feeling that you should be mm-hmm. and for themselves too because people are only voicing the, their own shame and fear, or app, to apprehension and apprehension their own growth? You know what I mean. So know that they're just voicing their own shit right now. <laughs> you know, so you help them realize that oh, I'm 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 just on some bullshit right now. Don't you, it's like oh, that don't even matter. It really don't. You know. There, there was other point I wanted to make. Um, I should have wrote it down. Um, okay, maybe just just reiterating, just moonwalking back a little bit. And, you know, yeah. and also as you guys grow, part of that growth is beyond, again, sexuality and gender expression, yada, yada, yada. You're going to have a lot of different things that you're attracted to in life, period. Things, not people, things. <laughs> and that is going to um impact who you are and how you identify, like strongly identify. Like I, I identify as strongly as an artist as i do as a black person a woman a lesbian yada yada bang bang boom you know what i mean and if anyone tried to take that identification away from me i you know we gonna have issues you know so so as you expand or shift you know, how you see yourself along the the, the realms of sexuality and, and and gender expression also, you know, allow room to identify even, I'm going to say this, everyone practice identifying as things other than just gender and sexuality. Like, let's introduce some new ways of identifying, you know, because it would definitely introduce new conversations, you know what I'm saying, when we're meeting each other. <laughs> I know we keep going back to this point, but it's just, it's just driving me crazy that this is like, the only way that we are identifying boom 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 period yeah. i'm like what that can't be it you have to be more of a dynamic person in that how are you surviving in this world you know and also you know it 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 i know that when part of my relationship or what i enjoy about being in a relationship is all the ways that we can all the new experiences we can have and how those new experiences because relationship is healthy by the, the the number of new experiences you have so don't get into a rut, you know, because even though you may be pansexual, <laughs> yada, yada, bing, boom, you still may just have be in that rut of go to work, come home, Netflix, sleep. You know what I mean? So the more new experiences you have will also start to um, help you identify who you are individually and who you guys are together, you know, and it will, you know, bring new information into the relationship and new challenges as well, because you may be into, I don't know, you know, um, doing some shit that you want to share with your partner. You're probably like, yeah, I don't think so, homie. <laughs> you know, no, seriously, like, like, I don't think so. It's like, well, let's try, you know, try it once. If you don't like it, cool. I can find other people to do it with, but I would love to share this with you because this can maybe help you grow in a way or open up your mind to new things. You know, so there's a lot of things when we say, when we talk about our relationships, I just want to open up the discussion, um, even to, at some future point you know what do you guys think about this when you define your relationship why are we just defining it as far as our individual sexualities that have come together and our and our individual gender expressions that have come together you know why aren't we starting to define our relationship as far as what we do together what we create in the world together how we support each other and in us individually putting things into the world like I would love to develop new language around that in itself cuz for me I think it's just a lot a healthier way to look at couples um relationships you know and individuals quite honestly <laughs>
1: I'm about about whole other uh, episode we could do that. Yeah 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 I feel
0: like we we keep touching on touching on that <laughs> here and there cuz we're I think a little bit more resistant to or for us it doesn't it doesn't literally make sense in our heads to just identify as something along the lines of gender and sexuality knowing maybe because we've lived full or we're living uh, or th- at this point have lived full and robust lives and know that life is so rich so robust so nuanced that to just box something into your gender expression and your who you're attracted to sexually it's just like okay like i mean <laughs> I mean, I I mean, at this point, I take it for granted. For I not even gotta take it for granted, but it's like, okay, I hit that beat. Now it's like, oh wow, this whole other world, you know. So so when so and here, this is I think what my point is, you know. Once I've kind of taken my sexuality and gender expression for granted. One, it leaves that space for it to grow. Well, not even to grow, but because when you say grow, it's like, okay, well, it's grown because I can now quantify it's grown this way because I now identify as that. What I mean by grown uh, or allow myself to grow is I've taken it. It's kind of in this box over there where I don't even really look at it anymore. So now when I meet new people, whether they are in our quote unquote community or not, (laughs) the way they see me is Hanifa so who is this, they don't, you know, before they even wrap their mouths around what do they call me, he, she, whatever, you know, they're like, who is this interesting person? You know what I mean? And and because I make them laugh right. or I give them pleasure from what I do on stage or just how I just meet people when I come at someone with a A presence, and I don't. I'm not trying to tap my shoulder. I'm just letting you know what I've been told. (laughs) With a with a certain presence that I've honed over the years, with a level of comfortability with myself, you know, not my sexuality, not my gender expression, but literally with how I'm coming at people, and that Mm -hmm. I feel has more defined me. So when someone talks about who Hanifa is, that the first thing out their mouth is not going to be, "Oh, she's um, lesbian," Um, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, or she she goes by he, she, or whatever, that's, actually, I don't think anyone has ever talked to someone else about me along those accords. You know what I mean? They'll just say, yo, this bitch be rocking the stage, or yo, um, no, no, seriously, like, yo, yo, Hanifa's cool fucking people, yo. Yeah, and that's it. And that's how I want to be introduced, you know? That's how I want to be presented in the world, period.
1: Yeah, I think we get back to... That point, once we are comfortable in in everything else, right, so like mm-hmm. I don't need anybody to uh affirm me as female because I've had so much experience that affirmed me as female that I'm past that, right, so I don't need anybody to affirm me as lesbian or queer because d- been there, done that, got that, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. when those things are present for you and those are struggles that you have, um, then they, they hold a different place. Right now, you just want people to know that you a cool-ass person, right? <laughs> You want people to identify <laughs> you creatively and artistically because that's where your focus is. Like you know what I'm saying, especially being in a new city and you know and and being in a space Mm -hmm. like those are the the more pressing issues for you. You are not concerned about whether or not they clocking you or whether they identify you as queer, right? (laughs) But just because really, mm
0: -hmm. I'm I'm sorry, i just because of
1: where you are in your life, and I think it just keeps coming back to that. Like, I don't mean to be dismissive when I'm saying like you know. Yeah, you, you own that until you're not. You know what I'm saying? But really, really, that's what it is. Like, it's it's your it's where you are right now. And one day, the things that you were so worried about making sure that, you know, you walked around with a rainbow flag on every day, you know, so much to tell, you know, and you didn't have to keep coming out like, like that thing will be totally out of your scope of experience, you know, <laughs> later on. Once your I, you know, your um your focus shifts onto other things. And so we keep coming back to the point where like, yeah, you know, it's we want you to expand your uh concept of identity onto things other than sexuality because we get that that matters now. It's not gonna
0: matter always. Mm exactly um and the less it matters the less Mm -hmm. you're shook if i can use that word the less you're shook when someone misgenders you you know quick example like i'm a part of a business networking uh uh a group out here in Atlanta and I have been with these folks going on three months and just the other week or so I realized that some of them folks and these are talk I'm talking about these are like some are white straight men some are you know straight black women some are you know I don't know it's just, it's a lot of people in this group you know but I don't I think think I'm the only queer person right but again, I don't give a fuck about that because I'm in this world. I'm gonna. They there should be no door not open to me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk through the door like it be, you know I belong in this room, right? Um, but mm-hmm. it just dawned on me the other week that some people, because okay. I got referred to as him, I was like, oh shit! All this time you thought I was a dude, like, <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm I, in my head, I'm giggling and I'm laughing, and then I have to <laughs> giggle and laugh like I actually find that funny. So now I'm like, okay. i was like wow my androgyny is on motherfucking point right on fleek or whatever right i ain't losing you know but um but okay whatever girl i don't give a fuck i'm just trying i'm just trying to keep up you know what i'm saying you know i'm just trying to communicate with the people you know what i'm saying but um but 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 i'm i'm just i'm saying that to say that i'm at a point that even at the three months, and I realize there are and they need the people who don't understand, they're actually a little bit older, like like older as in like definitely quote unquote elders, like in their sixties. Right. I think even one person is in her seventies, right? Um, business owner. Right. And so I'm looking at this, I'm laughing because I'm like, one, okay, they're 70 something, you know, they have been sweet as pie to me. Why am I gonna get upset that they just they just misgendered me after three fucking months, right? <laughs> How can they not see at after three months that I'm a woman? But that's cool. That's cool. You know, so I, I, so in myself, I'm like, okay, I already appreciated people because they already appreciate me. They just literally could, did not know. And they took a damn good guess. Right. And for some reason they didn't need to say my pronoun up to this, until the other week. Right. And so I just pulled them, you know, gently to the side, like, yes, so you know, baby, you know, and I take mm-hmm. it, I have to, I come with it with a light because I know it didn't it didn't really impact me I'm not hurt by this because I know I've already acquired their respect you know what I mean I already know that they've acquired my res. I mean that I've yeah that they've acquired it, my respect you know what I mean so we've done all this you know um it's just this little issue that they literally just thought I was a dude you know so I can just Take a minute and correct them. You know, mind you, it's been three months. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's been three months and I didn't know. <laughs> you know, so they may be a little bit more embarrassed than if, you know, they just initially made that mistake from the onset, but but that's okay. And I was willing to have that, hold that space for them. Because what's more important to mm-hmm. me is our business relationship and our social relationship. I, you know, I, I'm not trying to get caught up or, or create something within this group dynamic like people need to now tiptoe around me because that's not what I came here for. You know, I ain't. I ain't come here for all that. I came here to meet people, to grow socially and business wise. So, of course, I'm going to take the, the misgendering lightly because it, it is. to me, it is a light thing. I know my reality. I know that some people literally, literally cannot tell. You know, so once I've accepted that about that one thing about myself, and that literally is one thing about myself that I am truly an androgynous person. That people literally. As beautiful as they may be, may fuck up on often in regards to misgendering me. If I was to get upset around every single person that misgendered me, I would be in a psych ward, like for real. <laughs> I would not be myself. I wouldn't be me. I would. It, it wouldn't. It would disallow me from being what people yeah. most love about me. You know. So I made a decision of. of a fairly long time ago, because I've been driving this since a baby, <laughs> a fairly long time ago, that I am not going to get upset <laughs> unless someone else gets upset or unjustifiably upset.
1: The part that's important is that you said, like, I understand who I am.
0: Exactly. This is me. This is what I was born with. This is this, this is this is this is the goods I was given. So but so that demands that I have to walk in the world a certain way. And that means I have to connect with people in a particular way. And it, for me, it's not a burden for me it's for me. It's not a burden to the point where I'm gonna get upset every time someone misgenders me. That's just not the life I want to live. That's the stress. That's un- I have enough stress just trying to be a black person walking in the mother- looking like a nigga walking in the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 I don't need added stress when it doesn't need to be there. I'm just saying. All right, yeah. now we've gone all over the world. Absolutely. Yay! 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 Hey! Okay. Hey! Uh
1: huh. We got both of us in today that was good um also you know can tie back to some other some of our previous podcasts so if you haven't had a chance to check them all out you know there's some good things on there that we refer to that Mm -hmm. you can go get caught up on and and just know what your what your aunties are over here giving you
0: And I really appreciate it, because Red is a teacher and I've been a teacher as well, that we proofread these letters, y'all. Mm-hmm. And we use punctuation and we like have a capital letter starting a word, if it's the first word of a sentence. And all these little things help one, help your aunties read things back in a clear way in which you intended it to be read. Oh. <laughs> We just want to know that
1: we can help you in the best way possible. So helping us to know what your message is, you know, pushes that along. But if if you just need to get that message, we will take our time and we will will sort through it. Um, You give us your best, we will give you our best. How about that, (laughs) baby? (laughs) <laughs> just know what we're giving and, and where you can find us if you have a letter that you want us to consider and read and, and discuss on the show you can send us an email at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or connect with us at yourgayaunties on Instagram
0: and with that being said <laughs> I am Hanifa Walida
1: I am Red Summer and
0: we are your gay aunties. <laughs>